Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amala Epinovi, and today we're going to have a fun time just going through some TikTok conversation starters, shall we call them, a ton of viral videos that have, you know, reached their peak throughout this week, and we're going to be going, reacting to them, and starting a conversation surrounding them. As always, we have Taylor in Nashville. Hey, happy International Pronouns Day. I learned that that's today, so you can call me uh, Tay Tem today. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with my she her pronouns. You know what? I was gonna ask you guys to drop where you're from in the chat down below. Drop your pronouns in the chat down below for <laughs> International Pronoun Day, aka International Confusion Day. Uh, now we're gonna get into the the title of this video, the main viral video we'll be discussing, and this has got 5.1 million views on Twitter, several million on other platforms, and it's a young woman talking about what life is like now that she's got her college degree and she's entering the workforce, specifically a degree in marketing. Before we make any judgments, let's hear it from her first. I have a bone to pick with America! So I'm headed to my serving job. I fucking hate it. Mm -hmm. I fucking hate it. Be why I make more money serving. I have my literal business marketing degree that put me in a cute $80,000 in debt. And I make more serving sushi rolls because I was a, I've been applying to marketing jobs fucking for weeks now. And the, the pay cut is insane. Insane. But the jobs that are like a cute 150 to 200,000 a year, I'm not getting those. I'm a 20, almost 25 year old, my birthday soon, almost 25 year old chick going against, you know, corporate ass America, people with so much experience. All I got is my degree. You know, people say, get your degree, but then they don't talk about how you need experience. The degree was the experience. Well, uh, her attitude's really gonna take her really far. That's the first thing I noticed before any of the other stuff, which we'll get into conversation about. An attitude like this is just too much for me, and it's not gonna do you well in the world. You can have real qualms with like how much school costs, what the salaries are as on an entry level for the position that you're looking for, but to have this negative attitude towards everything is a little bit much. But maybe she's playing it up for the camera, and uh, that's the reason why we're getting a video like this. But baby girl, who? thought that straight out of college with a marketing degree that you were going to be getting 150 to 200k jobs and taylor's got specific experience because he used to work in marketing <laughs> yes and i have a an mba so a master's degree in marketing and i can tell you you still have to start at the bottom i got my agency job uh, right after i finished my mba i was living with my parents like uh, i think we might get into a video about that in a little bit <laughs> but mm -hmm. i'd moved back in with my parents uh, while well, i worked on my master's and online degree finished that and then uh started putting my my resume out there looking for job opportunities or whatever and uh, ended up on a flyer getting an opportunity to move out to LA. That's what took me out there in the first place about six or seven years ago. And you know what? I lived in the bedroom of my friend's house. Uh, it was a 
he had, he was a, a man with three kids who had been living there for a while. I was living in like a nine-year-old's bedroom for the first three months. He said, you can stay with me for free uh, until you find somewhere. I was making very little money um, and just barely enough to survive without even paying rent. And you know what? I proved myself, did a good job. I was on like a 90-day contract. Um, they gave me a raise. And uh, from there, just kind of kept working my way up the ladder and doing doing it what you're supposed to do. And this 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 idea that just because you spent $80,000 on a degree that that somehow qualifies you uh, to have a high level position or to be compensated, you're compensated based on how much value you're adding based on how competent you are. And that those are things that have to be proven. Those are things that require time and experience in order to be able to be in a position to contribute. Because when you're starting at the bottom of a company or of any domain of expertise, you have to learn the ropes. You have to understand the lay of the land. You have to learn how your experience, your unique abilities, your insights, your personality, your talents, what you can bring to the table, how that applies to the domain that you find yourself in. And then people will start to recognize that. And then you become valuable and indispensable. And that's where you start moving up. But this idea that, yeah, you should just, uh, I, I paid so much to get my degree. Therefore, I'm entitled to something. That's just not how the world works, honey. Yeah, girl, what do you mean? $80,000 $80, in debt for a marketing degree? you got me messed up. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And I get it going like, you know, school is expensive. I spent four years doing this and now I'm not jumping into the position that I want to be in. But, and, and there's, there's a general conversation to be had around that and around how expensive school can be. But there were certainly other options than going $80,000 in debt for your marketing degree. There were certainly other places that you could have gone and now to complain that you're not going to get 150 to 200K is absolutely insane, especially when I, I watched this. I did a quick Google search, like what is the average income for somebody uh, in a marketing position? It's like 50 something K a year. A quick Google search would have told you what your prospects were out on the job market as far as like your average salary for the degree that you're getting in school right now. And you just expected, oh, no, it's going to be 150 or 200K. I fully believe a lot of people are delusional when it comes to like what the average salary is in this country and what they're going to get getting just getting out of college, which is why when people like raise the red flag and say maybe college is not, you know, the greatest idea or maybe if you are going to go to college, you should go to a cheaper institution because at the end of the day, you're still going to get that same degree, even though you don't have, you know, the name Harvard or Yale on it. For the most part, employers don't care all that much and you're going to have to grind and do your entry level position anyways. Uh, when you get out of college. So you might as well go get the cheaper degree that doesn't leave you $80,000 in debt with a marketing degree. Plus, you know, I'm all for hearing about how expensive it is and how rough the job market is and the housing market and all this stuff is a very valid conversation. But there are so many things that you can do whilst you're getting your education that would set you ahead of people when you graduate. You could have started working that entry level job as you were getting your degree, but you didn't. And now you're like 25 looking around and wondering why you don't have a 200K position in marketing. And you know, not to knock on a serving job though. I know I have a lot of friends in LA who are servers. Some of them are making $100,000 a year serving tables and that's good money. That Money is money. So I, I wouldn't be like knocking doing a serving job in the meantime while you're trying to figure things out. 
Yeah, I had a I had a buddy in LA who am I actually my old roommate was uh, a driver, but he was a driver for celebrities and had to know the etiquette, had to wear a suit, had to know LA like the back of his hand, had to know how to get in and out of every like the Beverly Hilton and uh, the Dolby Theater and just all the like just back roads and ways to get get things. And so there's a lot of expertise associated with his line of work and he had to build up a reputation for himself. So even though it's something as simple as driving, he was making incredible money and was very competent and distinguished in his field. There's a lot of dignity in that kind of work. So yeah, this idea that, you know, you should, the, the, the acceptable path is to pay an exorbitant amount of money to get a piece of paper that says you're super qualified. And it reminds me of, we've been seeing all these TikToks of like these girls who have uh, been hired at, you know, Snapchat or Google or whatever. And they're like, here's a day in my life at work. And they go in and they're, uh, have, everything's all cushy and they work for like two seconds and they get a massage and then they have this elaborate breakfast made for them. And then they go to yoga class and then they come back and do a little bit of, you know, uh, tinkering on the computer for a while and then go to XYZ. And it's like, that is sort of the expectation. I feel like that these, this day in the life sort of TikTok uh, people are setting. And when people go out there and pay all this money, get their degree, they feel entitled to uh, be receiving things. And that was another thing of they, they get mad after being disappointed at America, at the system, at capitalism, at all this stuff and act like it's like, they're the, this big victim of uh, the way things are when in reality, that's that's literally just how basic economics work. They need to read Tom Solo, basic economics. You have to create value. You have to create demand for yourself. You have to do something that distinguishes you from, from someone else in order to say that I deserve to be hired. I deserve a seat at this table. Uh, I'm adding value in some unique way. And that is that seems to be lost on a large portion of this generation. And that's uh, something that is highly concerning. Yeah. When you start recognizing problems in your life, it's totally okay to discuss those problems and recognize that, yeah, something's going on or there's something that needs to be solved. But when you com you like totally project those problems out onto something else and can't take any personal responsibility for the situation that you're in, nothing's ever going to get better. Like I said, her circumstances maybe stood out in this video and it's something to talk about, but more so than anything, it's her attitude towards her circumstances that stood out in the video. I effing hate my job. I effing hate it. I'm $80,000 in debt. I have a bone to pick with America. All these corporate ass individuals who are stealing my $200,000 jobs. I can't go get a job as an, a marketing executive even though I'm fresh out of college. It's like, girl. We can sit here and complain some more and film it and post it on TikTok, or we can start talking about actionable steps and maybe doing some self-inventory on things that we did wrong that landed us in the position that we're in. Kind of like going $80,000 in debt for a marketing degree. And you know, she was just like, oh, I wanna go, I wanna go to this college. Like my friends are going there. The dorms are really cool, like stuff like that. And then you're $80,000 in debt with a goddamn marketing degree. <laughs> 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 yeah, there's some wisdom in uh, I'm just coming to my mind in the New Testament. Jesus says, like, before someone builds a, a house or a project or whatever, you have to count the cost. And only a fool would start building a, a, a giant house or something if they if they don't do the math or without doing the math ahead of time to see if they can actually complete the project. And yep. when it comes to like a college degree, you have to count the cost a little bit and say, okay, is the career path that I'm going down is the degree that I am choosing going to give me the return on this investment over time. You have to like sit down and say, okay, in year one, year two, year three, year four out of college, what is a realistic return on my investment and how long is it going to take me to recoup that? And you, you can't just blindly walk in and get like a, general studies degree and want to, I don't know, 
to do underwater basket weaving or whatever they know these stupid cliches that people say but uh you can't you can't get this like worthless degree and then expect that just because you put money and time into getting the degree that suddenly the world owes you something unfortunately it doesn't and you have to be savvy and learn to navigate the world but also be smart up front, you can save yourself a whole lot of trouble, a whole lot of headache, a whole lot of debt uh, by being smart up front and counting the costs in the first place and figuring out mapping a path. And things don't always go as planned, but that's uh, that's also part of the calculus as well. It's like, okay, how can I best position myself for success in the future, given my current talents, given the universities I have uh, options to go to, given the other routes I could possibly take? What is the best way to play the cards that I'm holding now so as to position myself to, to have lots of options for career and also not be uh, pigeonholed into a bunch of debt mm -hmm. if things go a certain way. So I think that's just like, that's just basic like wisdom and going about life, which is just, it, unfortunately, again, it just seems to be lacking. And I know this is just one girl and who knows, like you said, right. the second time watching this, I'm like, is this even real? Cause it's, it, it seems like too much entitlement to even be true. Uh, but I there is, there are, this energy is certainly out there at least. Well, I mean, there is this mentality of like, and it's, let me play, I guess, devil's advocate and, and say that there are a ton of people that push people into going to, into college, whether or not it means taking on debt or it doesn't. When I was in school, in high school, uh, was doing super well academically, decided I don't want to go to college. I cannot tell you the amount of people who freaked out on me because I wasn't going to college. And it's because we are sold this idea that college is an absolute essential for your life here in this country. And it's not. And I think a lot of people right now uh, just decided to go with that narrative and were pressured into going into college to like get marketing degrees or humanities degrees and stuff like that. And then they're getting out of college and going, wait a second, this didn't help my prospects at all. And they're getting lapped by people who didn't go to college or who went to community college or to trade school. So there's going to be, I think, a great awakening as this generation more and more starts to get in and out of higher education and they're realizing, oh, shoot, I'm $80,000 to you know $200,000 in debt and I have nothing to show for it because I still have to build experience in the industry that I wanted to go into. So I think there are, there's a long list of careers that I think college is good for, but it's certainly not all of them. And I think yeah. specifically with like marketing, I think there's a lot that you could learn just with experience alone uh, rather oh, yeah. than... Getting. I mean, I can co-sign that. Like, I will say this. I barely remember the stuff I learned uh, in my MBA and the things I did learn in formal education were not that useful to me when it came to like actually working at a digital marketing agency. You need to understand social media algorithms. You need to understand content. You need to understand like the different components of the digital marketing uh ecosystem and mm -hmm. how you can weave together email and web and social and all these things. And like, anyway, that's it, it, none of that is is taught. Maybe it is now, but it wasn't in, you know, 2013 or whatever when I graduated. So I totally sympathize with that. And I, and I do hope and and think that the uh, conventional wisdom in our culture is shifting from you must go to college in order to be a success, period. I think that I think that mentality hopefully is fading 
and it's becoming a little bit more open to where uh, people are asking themselves, what are my talents? What are my passions? And how can I position myself for uh, success long term? Should I take a year off, figure out, figure things out? Should I do a trade school? Like I think m- more of those options hopefully are being considered and and the, the pressure to just go to college and, and get an education because that's the only way you'll ever find success is waning a little bit. And as uh, as uh, society evolves. And I think that is where we're headed just based on how how I'm hearing employers and, and uh, how I'm hearing the culture talk about this stuff now. Yeah, I'd have felt for this girl if all this information wasn't readily available. Then I would have like felt sorry for, for her. I do yeah. agree with the premise that if you are paying $80,000 a year for four years of your life in college, you should leave with, you know, some sort of acknowledgement that you have gained some experience in the field. If you're paying that much to be in a college for marketing, they should be setting you up with internships with different marketing agencies. So you're already building that entry level position by the time, and you've done it by the time you get out of college. And the fact that you paid $80,000 and you got none of that, mm-hmm. you, you got clowned, but also you could have just looked this stuff up on the internet and what the average salary was for a marketing degree. It's readily available information. Now, we're going to move on to another conversation starter that got millions of views. This is from a young woman on TikTok. Uh, her name is Strawberry Milk, Bo- Milk Mob on TikTok, which I see this girl all over the place. She's a super popular influencer. But she made a video about living at home, and the internet was apparently pissed. Let's watch. Hey, guys, I'm 25 years old, and I still have a home, and my mom cooks food for me all the time, and you guys are like, mm, I hate it, hate it. Let me show you something, okay? I just had a bubble bath. I'm about to head downstairs and show you what's waiting for me. A fresh apple tart out of the oven, cooling with some wine. I don't give a freaking two what you guys say. Hey guys, I'm 25 years old <laughs> okay. and I still have a home. And <laughs> now, uh, of course, people were like, oh my gosh, you're 25. That's way too old to be living with mom and dad. What are you doing? They're babying you. They're coddling you. You shouldn't live with your... You shouldn't live with your parents. You need to go out and get real world experience or whatever. I don't know. I watch this and I think that's great. And I think the people who would be the most upset about a video like this are ones that probably don't have a good enough home life to have stayed home, you know, past the age of 18. Or they did have a good home life and the parents kind of pushed them out of the nest at at 18. Because that's another narrative that we get uh, force fed a lot in in this country in particular is that when they're 18, as soon as they graduated high, high school as a parent, you need to like push them out of the nest and make sure they're going out there. And I think there is something to be said for making sure your kid is getting adult experiences when they are an adult, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they can't come live at home with mom and dad, you know, two people who love them, who are clearly, you know, taking care of her, making sure she's fed. Plus, as I said before, she's like a super popular influencer. She's making tons of money and she's just probably putting all that in the bank because her mom and dad have decided to, you know, continue taking on that role of being uh, parents that you live with. I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. Good honor. I mean, I, I don't see anything wrong with it either. I think there's it is wise and healthy for parents to not want their their adult children to be dependent on them when they reach a certain age, whether that's 18, 19, 20, like in, in that stage of life. You want your child to be equipped for the real world when they reach adulthood. And a lot of times that involves not living at home, not using that as a crutch. But uh, 
if your child has demonstrated enough ability to live out there and there's and there as a matter of prudence as a matter of being smart with money or whatever and positioning themselves for success or just practical uh practicality like i think it's totally fine uh for a young person to continue living with their parents uh into their 20s uh i, I don't see any problem with that now if it's being if it is being done as a crutch, and this is where it's like up to the situation and, and case by case basis. But if the young person is using the the home life as a crutch, so as not to have to go out and face the real world in some way, then it's like, okay, no, you probably need to be be pushed out. But on its face, I think that's really common. I think it's less common in the United States. And but in a lot of other cultures, it's really common for people to live with their parents. And we're living in this time right now, where everyone's complaining about the renting crisis and the housing crisis, and it's so expensive. How could I ever pay rent? How do they expect me to uh, live off this McDonald's salary when rents this much a month? And it's like, okay, that's the that's fair. And sometimes that's just economics. The the market and housing market goes in cycles. Sometimes it's absurdly expensive. I understand, you know, it was easier for generations past, and it sucks right now. That that is a real thing. But the question is not. Does it suck? Like, should we just tear the whole system down? Blah, blah, blah. It's, it's what do you do? What is the agency that you have? And this living, staying with your parents for a longer amount of time is an option uh, that a lot of people could take uh, in order to have, uh, in order to have housing when, while they're getting on their feet. And again, it's like, it's maybe short term, not as fun. Uh, but long term can really open up your options for housing and set you up for for longer term success if you're willing to be frugal for a time. So th there's a lot of wisdom in that. And it's not always the best thing to do. Uh, it's very case by case. But th I don't know. Those are my thoughts on it. Yeah, I'm like, as long as you're, you can help around, help out around the house. I know some parents that like charge their kids a little bit of like the rent or the mortgage payment for, for their house and then they stay with their parents. I'm just like, I don't get this massive push to like, you must go out and, you know, live with some random roommates or whatever. I get that that's like a cool experience to have. Uh, but if you can stay home and save money and be with like your parents in a healthy relationship, then I don't see what the issue is with that. I think... You'll, you'll come to find like if you when you leave the house at 18, a lot of people see their parents very little after that. So like, why not tack on a few more years with these two important figures in, in your life and, you know, chill at home, save your money. And it doesn't mean it's not fun. I mean, depending on like how strict your parents are. I know some parents are like, you're, you're not allowed to leave the house and no parties and no this and that. Yeah. When I have kids, I hope they want to stay with me, you know, like when they're in college or whatever. Yeah. And I'll be like, yeah, you can just go out and go to your parties or whatever. It would be nice as a parent to know, okay, yeah, they're going to go out and have fun and like do and get all, gain all the experiences that most adults get. And then they're going to come home to a safe environment where you like, you know what, where they are, you know what they've been up to. I think it's cool. I, I don't know why it's so so frowned upon, but I can remember like people being bullied and saying like, I can't believe you still live with your mom and dad. It's so lame. Like nobody's gonna want to date you. Just crazy stuff. That is not true. <laughs> yeah, just silly. One of the best seasons of my life was was that time I referred to earlier when I was living back with my parents. I moved back in with my parents at like age twenty four or something after living on my own from eighteen to to twenty four. Uh, in Louisiana, uh, they were living out of the country. They were doing missionary work, and they had just moved back to the states. and And it just the stars aligned for me to like, okay, I want to work on this degree. I'm going to come home for this period of time, reconnect with my family. And it was just like a beautiful season, and I'm so grateful for that time I had. And ever since then, that was the last time I had lived with my parents. And you know, I see them 
often now, but not enough. We live in, in different states and stuff. So to, to your point, I think that that's very true. And I don't think it should be looked down upon at all. Yeah, you, you'll you come to like savor the time that you get with your, your family when you're older and you've separated and you live in different states. Hell, I know people who are married with a kid and still live with their with their parents. And it is a I think a uniquely American thing that we really like don't do that anymore and we don't have uh, the same family structures as other countries. Like a lot of other countries, you just have uh, multi-generational houses where you know the grandparents live in the guest suite or whatever and then mom and dad live in the house and you know the kids maybe live down the block or in the same structure or whatever. In America, I don't know that we could even afford to do that structure anymore with how we've just gone all over the place with the housing market. But it's a really beautiful thing when when uh, you see that. And now there's so much separation. Like in other countries, nursing homes aren't utilized, you know, half as much as they're utilized here in the United States. And we've just sort of separated ourselves from the generations that came before us, even on the, the family level. So, you know, shout out to the people who are, you know, living at home when they're 21, 24, whatever. And hanging out with their mom and dad. Cause you know, you know, the parents are like, they love that situation. They love being able to be with their kids for a little longer than is typically expected. I think it's a beautiful thing now. And if they don't love it, red flag, <laughs> yeah. maybe you don't have the best. That's why I think a lot of the people who hate on this probably might not have the best relationship uh, with their parents or were, were pushed out of the nest. Because I think if you had a, a really strong connection with your mom and dad, you probably would want to be with them much like other people get the opportunity to now, is social media feminizing men? We're going to play this little clip here with no music because I don't want to get uh, copyright on here. But this guy is getting ready, okay? He's showing his fit off, putting on his cologne, filming himself, getting into the parking lot, and he's uh, doing a target run, getting his groceries, some drinks, okay? You guys get the gist of this, right? some laundry detergent and he's checking out at Target and that is his little Target run that he posted on social media. Now this was shared uh, with the tweet, social media dopamine addiction has grown men posting like female teenagers, bro. Homie said he's going on a Target run and filmed it all. Tripod in the checkout line and everything. Now I would not have thought twice about this. Seeing a video like this, I would have been like, okay, that's just regular social media content. Everybody does that this day, these days. I'm wondering for the men in the chat right now and for Taylor, do you see things like that? And you're like, oh my gosh, this is such a feminine teenager thing to do. Is that how you feel? I mean, you're making me speak for all men, but no. Uh, yeah. I mean, on its face, it's a little bit like, what are you? I don't, I don't get it. I don't relate. I can't relate to like making a video of me choosing an outfit and then going to target and like just each one of those shots. I'm thinking he had to set up his camera somewhere like on yeah. an aisle in the mid just and like leave it and then go pretend like he was, I mean, I guess he was shopping, but like yeah. film himself and then go back and set it up somewhere else. Like who does that? And maybe he's an influencer and that's like what you do and, and it's his way of making a living. So I guess there's some understanding I can have for it there, but uh, it, I cannot relate to having any desire or wherewithal to do something like this ever. Yeah, man, it's a little strange. I mean, if you're making money, secure the bag, I guess, do what you're going to do, but it's a little weird. Well, I typically associate this sort of content with women, and that's not to say whether or not it's right or wrong for women to do it or in, in general for people to do it. I 
uh, I just associate this sort of get ready with me content or day in the life content with women who do it. And uh, maybe we're just in the new era where men are doing it too. And they're, you know, making money and getting views and stuff like that. It is a little strange though. I don't know that I would like, I would date somebody who was doing this. Um, but I, I don't know. I can't, I, I'm open-minded, <laughs> but this is a lot to be setting up the tripod and target and like filming yourself and, and running around. But who am I to say I'll do day in the life content. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's what it is. It's like, it's just a masculine thing. Like, cause you're a girl that's somehow less weird or not weird for you. And the audience seems to agree. We asked you guys, is it weird for a guy to make an outfit and day in the life? TikTok 67% are saying yes. 33% say no so far. Hmm. So you guys are in congruence for the most part that it is a little strange. Uh, Taylor sent me this article from the New York Post about Travis Kelsey, who we all know is the, the big football player who's now dating Taylor Swift or whatever. And it it kind of relates to this video. It's, it's uh, why it takes Travis Kelsey at least three hours to select a game day outfit. <laughs> and at first I'm like, there's no way. He's just saying this. I don't know, to maybe appeal to women. I, maybe he thinks that this is something that appeals to women. But he, he says, quote, I kind of just do it off instinct. The process just really goes down to the wire, said the 34-year-old the NFL star who converted a bedroom into a closet that he believes houses north of 300 sneakers. I kind of enjoy the creative process of the panic to just throw something together, Kelsey said. First of all, are we throwing something together or are we taking three hours? <laughs> Are we, you know, doing this based off instinct or are we taking three hours? If I was dating a man and that man took three hours to get ready, I would be out of there so quick. Roadrunner, baby. I have never taken three hours to get ready for anything in my life. I can proudly say as a woman, I have never, ever once in my life spent three hours getting ready. <laughs> Yeah, I can relate. I mean, I, maybe it's like a hobby for him because he's rich and has made a lot of money. Like I think he said he's got 300 pairs of shoes and a giant closet and all this stuff. And if that's how you want to spend your time because you don't have anything better to do, I, I guess. But again, it's just it's it's weird. Like who who does that? I don't know. Um, I wonder if that if it causes him that much to distress to like pick an outfit for a game day, which, by the way, they do this to just get like the shot of them walking in the tunnels that goes on social media and they show it on TV. And then people are always wearing their crazy outfits. Russell Westbrook's really known for it. Kim Newton back in the day had all these like crazy custom hats made. Uh, it's kind of a thing. So I guess I'll grant him that, that it's like a little bit of a fashion show when you walk in. But three hours is tough, man. Like I could pack my whole life up in three hours. <laughs> I feel like I, I could pack, I could choose outfits for an entire week in about 10 minutes so I, I don't understand three hours yeah that's so funny y'all remember when i did the sally costume for halloween and i was literally painted blue and everything that took me less than an hour so three hours of choosing an outfit is crazy for a man but hey you know to each their own some people are into that some people really like a man who's like got his style dialed in and is very particular about what he wears and how he does it and if it takes them three hours they are okay with that but uh you know not it couldn't be me speaking of halloween i need to come up with a list of like 
four characters that I could possibly be for Halloween. You can drop your suggestions in the chat down below. I think I'm gonna let our patrons on Patreon vote for what I end up doing for Halloween and I will do the costume on the show or I will wear the costume on the show for whatever episode uh, falls closest to Halloween. So drop characters that I should do down below. Last year was Sally from The Nightmare Before Christmas. So we have to do something different uh, than that. Now, since it's pronoun day, Let's hear from a non-binary mom about her experience at her kid's school. I just took my kids to the dentist and I'm sitting there filling out all the paper. Dentist. My apologies. For work, which for all my kids, it's a lot. And on the relationship to patient, I'm putting parent for each and every one. And after I'm done, I give a huge stack like this thick. I'm not even kidding because I have a lot of kids. Papers to the assistant and they're looking through it and they say, well, can you just write mom on this line? And I say, oh, I'm non-binary. They look at me like, and then say, well, can you just write mom on the paper? And I said, I'm non-binary. I don't use mom. I'm a parent. That's what I call myself. She literally rolled her eyes at me and looked the other way and just walked off. What is this world that we live in? Why is this so complicated? I, I hate it here. Girl, if I was that lady, I would just be like, um, you, can you write mom here? Sorry, here's the paperwork back. Oh, I'm non-binary. I'll just take the papers back and go, okay, and walk away and just be mom. (laughs) Just not deal with it anymore. Not deal with it anymore. You know that they're her kids. You know where the kids came from, which makes you a mother. You are a mother, okay? (laughs) Even though you want to run away from it and call yourself non-binary, which she says in this video, she has a lot of kids, which is very concerning. How many of these kids are going to be learning all these they, them, pick your pronoun, Zzer, Lorax, Lorax's pronouns or whatever, and growing up to be literal menaces to society? Just come on. Can we just accept that this woman is indeed a mother? I love how she's pointing out I have so many kids, but refuses to acknowledge the fact that she is a mother by virtue of being non-binary. I can't. I can't. Amla, I find your tone very triggering on uh, International Pronoun Day. Just I wish you would have some respect for this coerced (sighs) language that we're imposing on you. On this, okay. on this blessed day of, of observance, I'm so sorry <laughs> to have uh, misgendered and offended those who choose they, them, slash non-binary pronouns. I just can't imagine, you know, working at a dentist's office, I hear being a dentist is like not a fun job in the first place, let alone being like the receptionist at the dental office or whatever, all the stuff you have to deal with, all the people in pain you have to deal with, and to have somebody just add on extra stuff with all this non-binary blah 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 is just too much for me and it's one thing to say i identify as non-binary and to just like take on the burden of that yourself but to bestow the burden on other people is just a little a little annoying to me like if she asks you to put mom on it you should say oh well 
sure, I can write that down, you know, for clarity purposes, but I am non-binary and just leave it at that. Write what needs to be written so that this woman can do her job, hand her the papers back and go about your day. Nobody's hurt. Nobody's like misgendered or anything like that. You've done what is best to help this woman do her job. And you've taken on the burden and responsibility of identifying yourself as non-binary. But instead, they want other people to take on the burden of their self-identification, other people to have to do the work and the mental gymnastics and the flipping around of, you know, mom, dad and parent so that they can get their jobs done by the end of the day. Just be yeah, It reminds me of what Blair White said, like uh, uh, with regard to the bathrooms uh, question with trans trans women in women's bathrooms. It was just like a kind, thoughtful person just thinks about how t- to make other people comfortable and uh just thinks about how yeah how to accommodate other people and if they're the one that's introducing a making other people feel uncomfortable if they're the one that's introducing something new different uh, dare i say strange into the situation then this a basic little bit of self-awareness and kindness would just dictate that you would kind of defer in that case and not make it about making the world accommodate you and go out of their way to uh, affirm your way of doing things, the the words that you want to use, etc. It's just a matter of what what works and and what is thoughtful uh, toward other people. Yeah, just create the least amount of fuss, guys. I mean, like people who go through the world like this, just don't care that they're creating issues for other people whatsoever. And they think that they deserve and they're entitled to create issues for other individuals. Now, we're going to move on to another video. (laughs) We'll let you guys be the judge on this one. Now, we've been covering a lot of date stories. We did Cheesecake Bro. Then we did 48 Oysters Girl. Now we're back with another video uh, that has gone massively viral. This is 31.3 million views on Twitter alone, not to mention how far it went on other platforms. And I sort of watched this video and was like, there's really not much to this, but apparently there is, and there's much to talk about. This is a woman who films a man persistently hitting on her while she is trying to work. Let's be the judge. What? No. Yeah. We don't know how mm-hmm. Kent. Yeah, it's about 40 minutes. 19. I don't think you got it. Oh. Yep. He said, hey, can you help me pick out a sticker? And she said, I think you got it. (laughs) If that's not a sign of just like, cease and desist, cease and desist (laughs) immediately, I don't know what is. And I think that's going to end up being uh, the problem in this video is that maybe he just doesn't know when to stop. But now, if I was pursuing a person and this was the energy that I was getting from them, probably, you know, at the 20 second mark, I would have been like, oh, they're not interested. We're going to buy what we came here to buy and we're going to go on about our business because you don't want to keep pursuing somebody who's clearly not interested in you. But if you're not good at catching social cues or you don't care about those social cues, then maybe you would persist as it seems this man does. What city is Kent? Kent? 
gracious that's like four different attempts right there i was trying to be charitable and be like okay the some of the small talk stuff i think people are you know blowing out of proportion that's fine you know if you're if you're trying to you know go through the cash register you're gonna go through the cashier line you're gonna have small talk conversations but the there, there was at least four four attempts there at displaying interest do i think this video deserved 31 million views absolutely not absolutely not uh, but at the very least, I can say you should learn to pick up social cues when somebody is clearly, clearly not displaying interest. Would I, as this woman, film it and post it on the Internet? Absolutely not. I think that's kind of rude. And I can understand that maybe he put you in an uncomfortable situation. So you feel like you are owed the agency of posting this interaction on the Internet. But to me, it's just like just. Just leave it be. Remember when these things used to just remain discussions amongst friends, like you're you're living in your town, you go to work for the day and you come come home at night and hang out with your friends and you go, oh my gosh, this guy hit on me for like five minutes at work and wouldn't leave me alone. Now it's like, I have this video of this guy hitting on me. I'm gonna edit it, throw captions on it, post it on the internet for 31 million people to see so they can all comment on uh, you know, the, the missing of the cues on this one. It's a little tough. It's a little tough this day and age we live in. Yeah, I don't know what else to add. I mean, it's, uh, it's an awkward social interaction and those are inherently interesting to watch on social media. Like we react to that video of the, the plus size uh, girl asking the young man if he would date someone who's plus size and he proceeds to just kind of squirm and try not to say anything mean but also he clearly wanted to say no and was not interested it's just like this awkward tension that you can't look away from um it's like a car crash that you can't help but but look at and i feel like this is one of those types of videos obviously this guy has not any self-awareness he's got no riz as they say these days. Uh, and those types of men, though, have kind of always existed. Uh, I don't think there's anything particularly like 
strange or, you know, it's not this incredible phenomenon that this happened. I mean, it, it does happen. It sucks that this girl got cornered uh, in this play at work and right. seemingly had no way out. And maybe if I were her, I might talk to my manager or something and be like, hey, can you guys kind of throw me a, a lifeline uh, if this happens again, keep an eye out, maybe help me with this guy. Uh, not that it's like her responsibility or whatever, but I'm just saying like for as far as sensible ways to, you know, go, go proceed from this video, this guy clearly needs to have a reality check and uh, he's not going to get one from the way this girl, I mean, she kept, she tried to be nice and tried to keep dropping and incre increasingly sort of like take a mm -hmm. hint. Um, and he clearly didn't. Um, and he needs to. And so I, you know, I hope somebody that's in this guy's life who maybe catches wind of this video sits him down and is like, hey, man, let's talk about how you're approaching women. Let's talk about your self-awareness. And uh, because that'd be a loving thing to do. And he clearly needs to grow in that area. But other than that, I don't love the whole let's post this on social media. And it, it's just kind of a it, it, it's an icky feeling, I guess, dare I say ick. But, you know, it, it's one of those things bound to happen in, in this day and age. And uh, I don't know. It's it's an interesting uh, situation that any of us could maybe find ourselves in. But yeah. uh, I don't know what more to say beyond that. I think if he didn't get the message from the girl during that encounter, he's got the message now. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> this was a uh, this was a risless encounter. The thing is, you know, uh, Risa and I recently were talking about the stat of like 45 or something percent of men in their 18 to 25 uh, age range are not approaching women whatsoever or having conversations. And I wonder if like the videos that go viral are perpetuating that in, in a sense. If I was a risless 18 year old who watched this video and I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe that's how I sound when I talk to girls. Maybe I would be scared to like, go up and talk to a woman yeah. for fear that something like this is gonna happen. But at the same time, it's it's in a way uh, uh, maybe a new system of accountability for when men are being creepy. Uh, so it just seems a little disproportionate. That's the only thing. And you, you guess you never know when a video like this is going to go viral. So poor dude, well, but also don't act like this. <laughs> Amelie, do you think uh, she should have said something to the effect of him like at after it had gone as far as it did, like, do you think he's, she should have said something effective, like, hey, man, look, I'm, I'm not interested. I need to serve other customers or something like that. Or do you think that that shouldn't fall to her? It's not her responsibility. Yeah, man, it's kind of difficult. I totally understand when people say things like, well, I'm at my job uh, and that can be taken weird and, and create a, a whole sort of problem. Um, I also think there is something to be said for not knowing whether a guy is a good guy or a bad guy or what type of individual you're dealing with. And I think most women do this, and maybe we can put a poll in the chat. Women, even when you're uninterested with a guy and a guy who is hitting on you, how direct are you in your, your uh, communication of that? Do you take the nice route or are you blunt? Because I've certainly had instances where, say, a guy has, you know, hit on you or something and says like, you know, can, can I get your number or this and that? And then they, you say, no, or you say you're not interested. And all of a sudden they're super rude to you or, uh, friends that when they've given the guy their number, he like immediately calls their phone and is like trying to see if it's the right number and you know what that would be like if it wasn't the right number. So by and large, I think women, even when they're uninterested in a guy for, you know, safety reasons, as well as women just being naturally more polite and compassionate, 
they are nice in their approach to turning down a man. I wouldn't say that she was all that nice though in this video. She was pretty like, she was pretty blunt and outside of directly saying, I am not interested in you, she communicated that in I think way more ways than one. But I'm curious to see what the ladies watching right now do in situations like this. We've got some early results here. I was not entirely sure how to phrase that poll, but I said, ladies, if a guy's hitting on you and you're not interested, how direct are you? Uh, option one, try to be nice as possible. We've got 38%. I'll be blunt, 10%. In between those two, uh, 28%. And then the rest are, I'm a guy, or show results. Yeah, see, that's an interesting thing. I th I think I think we've come down to the bottom of that by and large, women are going to be nice in their rejection. And it's one that you also don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. What if they're a perfectly nice person and they're just a little awkward and have not yet gained experience in talking to women. So you just want to let them down nicely. I know some women that like uh, will even give contact information or give Instagram and all this stuff. No intention of ever doing anything. And that's like a little a little trick, right? If, if a woman gives you your phone number, typically gives you her phone number, typically she's kind of interested. Like she wants you to have a direct line of communication to her. If she goes, oh, how about Snapchat or Instagram? Uh, it's because she can control whether or not you can speak to her at that point and where the communication goes. So it probably uh, insinuates a little less interest than if she gave you uh, a direct line to her. Anyways, we're going to get into Super Chats, guys. Let's hear from you guys on the topics we've covered today. All righty. Uh, let's see. Our, let me. Okay, I'm we on got here. You in your uh, Cheesecake Pro. AKA Alex, who I guess has made the name permanent, name change permanent now. It's Cheesecake <laughs> Bro. Uh, says part one. So I got to say that if a girl orders oysters at a restaurant, which if you guys didn't see our video, was that yesterday? Yeah. Uh, it was about Oyster Girl. It's his viral date from hell um, that was posted on TikTok. A girl ordered four dozen oysters when she was invited out to drinks. Go watch it, see the full reaction. But in reference to that, Alex says, I got to say, if a girl orders oysters at a restaurant, Arnold voice, run, get to the chopper. Uh, <laughs> if she says, let's get oysters instead, you take that girl to the gym instead because she shouldn't be setting the world record on eating oh, oysters. Oh, my gosh. At I'd least... take the hot Asian chick over her. Oh, my gosh. Well, at least oysters aren't like they're not like a fattening food. I feel like you get down 48 oysters and it's not protein. be the biggest person in the world. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So but still, 48 oysters on a date is a little and especially a first one. That is astounding. Yeah. That is shocking. <laughs> to say the That's least. wild. By the way, I did take a list of uh, suggested Halloween costumes as the chat was submitting them, oh, and one of them was weird. Oyster Girl. <laughs> which would be how would you even pull that off? How would you even do I that? Mean, I hate oysters, by the way. So that is definitely I, I I'm already apologizing in advance. It's definitely not happening. <laughs> Just get like a bag of oysters in a, in in their shells and like a. A thing of Tabasco sauce. Do you know how you would smell at the end Slurp of the night? Around. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I had to. It was so good. Some other suggestions, by the way. We've got uh, Harley Quinn. Okay. Beetlejuice. Bride of Chucky. Beetlejuice. Statue of Liberty. Statue Wednesday <laughs> Adams, which I think is a good idea. Wednesday Adams. Uh, Sophie Hatter. Sophie Hatter. Uh, ah, yes. Ben from Spirited Away. I don't know who that is, but I'm sure you do. What did you say? S-E-N, Sen, Sen from yes, Spirited I Away. I love Sen, yes. I, I love that costume, too. That would be a fun one. 
Yeah. And then someone said Pearl as in Pearl Davis, I think. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like there's um, there's like three categories of costumes for women. It's like funny, cute and slutty costume. So those are the three categories you have to choose from. And uh, each girl is a different type of girl. I'm a, I'm a cute costume girl, I think. Um, and then I, I certainly know girls who are the funny ones and the slutty ones, most definitely. <laughs> uh, we're not going to do a poll on which one you guys want. So. <laughs> Uh, we can do a poll on which one you guys are. I would love to hear what you guys are. Are you um, <laughs> are you funny costume, cute costume, or slutty costume? Type okay, we're gonna do that poll real quick. <laughs> what kind of Halloween <laughs> costume are you? <laughs> Somebody said I hit all three. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. That's hilarious. That's, sure, they can do that. Love them all. How a funny? Yeah, I guess you could do a funny, slutty, cute costume i don't know if slutty cancels okay, well, out pick cute, the one though. that most corresponds yes pick the one that most <laughs> corresponds to you all right uh let's see while you guys answer that alfredo orkies says amala how much would it cost me to have you do the oyster challenge for us guys. i'm ready to be a fool take out a loan and become broke without analyzing the cost for you to do the challenge <laughs> lol first of all it's not happening there is no money you could pay me to eat 48 oysters in one sitting on this show i think they're gross uh plus they got that whole virus thing that's going around have you guys heard about that that vibrio whatever it's called virus that people are getting from eating oysters in the u.s oh no it's crazy it's crazy so uh, i'm just giving you your warning if you didn't know that's a thing it's a thing now uh, i don't know how big of a thing it is but I, it was enough to read an article about it so maybe well home, home girl is going to be patient zero for that, for that outbreak for real? good thing she's in atlanta that's where the cdc is oh my gosh get a head start on quarantining mm -hmm. that month oh my gosh okay uh alex lusher says i want to be a video editor my community college didn't help me much i'm using creative live and skillshare now so, yeah that's the thing to do yeah especially for something in the creative realm of things i think that's all comes from just like experience practice learning certain programs um when we were looking for somebody to like help edit our videos it was just like your degree does not matter at all we didn't like really even read resumes all we did was like say send in a portfolio of some of the projects that you've done that you feel are best fitted and we just watched the videos that the people were editing and said oh that works that doesn't work that works that doesn't work mm -hmm. never looked once at where somebody went to school so yeah and if we like those you send a test project and that tells us immediately do you have it or, or not do you yeah. have the intuition do you have the ability and that's literally it's all that 99 percent of what we cared about yeah so uh, good on you. And yeah, if you have any inclination, like those hard skills are great to acquire and you can acquire them pretty cheap or for even free. Like, uh, I do a lot of editing for our shorts on CapCut, which is a totally free app that you can get. And you can learn a lot about video editing on there. I have in the last few years, cause I knew nothing yeah. <laughs> just a few years ago. And, and, uh, it's just part of being resourceful and not and picking sponsored up skills. CapCut come almost making us. thumbnails now. Like we're having to hustle, do a lot of stuff ourselves. Since we are. Independent and uh, editor extraordinaires over here <laughs> <laughs> now don't don't look at our stuff with any scrutiny now but yeah exactly <laughs> uh okay ro says second time watching first time commenting i like your talking points i recommend you to my daughter oh that's fantastic thank you so much and you're a newcomer i love to hear from all the newcomers in the chat throw newcomer in the chat down below if you are new here Love to hear from you guys. Yeah, it seems like every live we have a bunch of people who are like, this is my first live. Can't believe I got it live. So yeah. that's, that's always exciting for awesome. us to see. 
So let us know. Results of the poll so far. Ladies, what kind of Halloween costume are you most like, I guess? Uh, 24% funny, 34% cute, 8% sexy. The rest are guys or show results. I don't think guys will be complaining about any of the three categories. One more from Cheesecake Bro says, I'm not going to lie. I love throwing it in my family's face when I, who I do love, of course, but I didn't go to college either and i hated school and still do yeah and look it worked out didn't it it's so funny the 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 fear-mongering that happens surrounding going to college and i totally get it right because for a long time it probably was true that you were not going to just be looked at anywhere near as seriously as other candidates had you uh, not gone to college but that narrative has since flipped and the job market is shifting and changing and you don't really need it all that much yeah, if you didn't go, it's kind of like you're look you're looking real smart these days. Yeah, uh, in, in in a lot of domains. So, good on you. Uh, Celtic Blacksmith says my dad's old boss never cared about degrees. He'd say we'd succeed because we don't know it can't be done. Dude's a multimillionaire. I believe him. Yeah, it's it's. I think. A lot of it uh, is intuition and mindset at the end of the day. Even with really com complex jobs that you have, if you have somebody who's like, I'm here to learn, I'm going to learn fast, and I really want to do what's best uh, for you know the, the projects that we're working on, that will take you so much further than somebody who has a degree with a nasty attitude, like the girl in the video that we watched today. You can be educated at Columbia for four years, but if you come to your job just seeing like, I effing hate this, and I deserve more because I went to college, and I don't like what I'm working on, I want to be doing more, you're never going to get all that far or if you do it's going to be despite the the attitude that you brought to it yeah coincidentally earlier today i saw on my instagram feed i got a, a reel about it's from this like dad wisdom account and it's this old boomer dad <laughs> saying uh you know my dad always told me about hard work uh and work ethic if somebody hires you to move a pile of rocks then your job is to move that pile of rocks faster with a better attitude, neater, and just get it done before the guy next to you who's hired to do the same work. And then you help that guy finish his pile. Uh, and he's like, that's the, that's what work ethic means. And bringing that to anything that you're doing uh, is going to take you much further in terms of attitude than any amount of like degree or credentialism might Right. So uh, shout out to the, the the boomer dads who know what's up about work ethic. <laughs> uh, Rochelle Foreman says, I totally agree. I think if you are working, saving, helping parents in some form contribute for groceries and some rent, power to you. Way better than renting alone. I live in a micro studio in L.A. County paying almost 2K. Yeah, I mean. I'm thinking that I think that's great, like especially as parents, you've like raised this kid for 18 years with no help from them whatsoever monetarily. And now they're living with you and you're getting money from them for like groceries and, you know, a little rent here and there or utilities or whatever the case is. I think that's uh, an, an awesome thing. So long as you love your parents and your parents love you, uh, that's where that works out, I think. And yeah, it's crazy what rent is right now. I mean, I. I moved out when I was like 17 and started renting, but I lived in a very small town, so things were way more affordable. Had I moved out at that age to Los Angeles, it's like all of your money goes towards living in a studio apartment. It's it's crazy 
what it looks like out there. So I can totally understand uh, people who don't want to make that that choice. Yeah, it's rough out there. <laughs> Uh, Cuba's automotive says colleges for years, uh, are mostly for indoctrination since the seventies, at least most jobs don't require degrees, save college for specific careers like law or medicine. Part one out of two, part two says I have never attended college. I was self-taught multiple trades and skills and have my own business since 22 years old. Colleges are out to make a buck while destroying morals and values. IMO. Yeah, it's crazy how much money college can cost. And yeah, unless you're going to like very a very specified career with a specialized education, then it's probably not all that necessary. But I also want to challenge that like all college is expensive. I think people are choosing to go to like larger uh, universities and uh, larger schools and more prestigious uh, places when you could go to community college. When I, before I started working at PragerU, I was working at an allergy clinic in the daytime. So I was doing that in the daytime. And then I was like, oh, I should probably, I decided I am going to go back to school. I want to become a nurse and then a midwife. So then I just hit up my community college, which was like 30 minutes down the road and said, okay, I'm going to enroll and get my associates. And I started doing that. So I would go to work in the morning and then go to school. And all of my school was paid for from the work that I did in the morning because it was a regular community college. Now, had I followed through with that school instead of leaving and doing the work that I do now, I would have gotten out of there debt free with a nursing degree and the same, you know, credentials that are going to get me hired at any hospital compared to somebody else who had like paid, you know, a hundred thousand to go to UF or something like that. So mm-hmm. it's just all about chess, not checkers. And I know a lot of people, then university is not fun if you don't go to a big school and, you know, if you stay in the same hometown and all these things like, okay, but do you want to pay a hundred thousand dollars for fun? Or do we want to get this done and, you know, be set in the right direction? Yeah. So wisdom, I followed a similar path too, out of uh, high school. Um, well, first I took a year off and did an internship at a, at a church actually in, the, in Louisiana. Uh, my parents were living overseas still. And then finishing that internship, I had nowhere else in the country to go because my parents were living out of the country. And so I stayed there, got free housing as like a second year intern at that church, and then started community college and uh, got some financial aid, but like just worked like 30, 35 hours a week while doing school full time and doing a lot of volunteer stuff with my church and did that for two years and then switched to Louisiana State University, LSU. By then I had residency, so I got in-state tuition and uh, that set me up for some financial aid and I worked my way through my undergraduate degree and ended up paying it off within like a year of finishing my degree. I only had to pay uh, a few thousand dollars and I was able to do that just because of uh, going that path of community college. So to Tom's point, I think that's uh, definitely chestnut checkers and that's a great uh, option that's available nowadays. I, I didn't get to take advantage of it, but there's a lot of high schools where you can complete, uh, graduate your high school, complete having completed a year mm-hmm. or two of college and start with your, your basics out of the way, which is, incredibly valuable. Just imagine how much time and money you're saving. So there's lots of good things. I will say though, too, like my brother-in-law is, uh, is Brazilian and had an opportunity somehow to uh, study at Harvard Business School and had a lot of financial aid helped for him. And the just the, the name Harvard has gotten them into access and doors to a lot of different opportunities. And he's, he's uh, lives in Oklahoma now, but there's like a Oklahoma Harvard Association and you just get right. introduced to all these people. And there's there's there is value in that. And if you your circumstances allow to 
take a swing at a prestigious institution and it's going to set you up for success, that I'm not going to say don't ever do something like that. But again, kind of like I said before, you got to count the cost and uh, understand the, the game that you're playing and, and play the cards as best you can and 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 think it through. So, um, but yeah, great super chat. And this is an interesting conversation today. We haven't talked about this in a while. Yeah, we really haven't. We really haven't. I feel like people aren't uh, taught enough about what their options are and they're not taught about like the financial highs and lows of which school you go to. I certainly would not be going to Harvard for a marketing degree, <laughs> but you know what? It does work. There are connections. That is true. Someone asked in the chat, what, what degree I have? Uh, I have a degree in French comma international business, which I would not recommend necessarily studying a foreign language, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. especially one so niche as French, unless you want to be like a French teacher or something. But uh, LSU has a great French program. I actually wanted to study international business in my major with French as a minor, but the French department had a degree called French comma international business, which required many fewer math classes. And <laughs> I liked the more creative side of business and stuff and not so much the like calculating exchange rates and macroeconomics and whatnot. So went down that path. Still haven't really used the French for much. I officiated a wedding in French a, a year or two ago at, uh, with one of my buddies. But uh, other than that, hasn't been incredibly useful. So not sure I'd recommend <laughs> that. But I'm sure it'll, it'll come in handy one day. We'll, we shall see. Um, okay. Alfredo Ortiz again says, I believe that leaving the house ASAP is something that is fantasized here in America because our parents and grandparents were able to do it. However, they were able to work at a younger age what we were able to do. Yeah, I, I, I think there's that. I think there's like the breakdown of familial relationships in the United States. Like we don't care or emphasize family as much as other countries do. So there's like a separation there. There's this wanting to be an adult with young people where they feel like they're behind if they live with their parents. There's so many different facets of the, the conversation that I think are at play when, when people make those choices. 100%. Uh, Get123 says, oof, who expects a 200K salary right out of college? I've been working for 10 years and haven't even come close to that amount of money. Yeah, I'm like, also, I don't know if like these women or just people in general know what the average salary is because it's not 200,000. Like that's up there. That's the, <laughs> you're, you're making money if you're making 200K, especially with the degree that she got. So yeah, it's shocking to think that that's what the expectation was. It just seems like a lack of, of education on that front. Uh, an autistic reader says, I'm 39 and still live with my mom, just the two of us. I looked into moving out on my own with inflation and what I currently make. I would only have about 300 out of my monthly check for food, utilities, car payments, etc. Hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with living with mom. I think that's a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. Like I said, friends have friends with kids who, uh, you know, their parents stay around and help them with their children. And then you have you, you mom and dad, you have your kid, and then you have grandma and grandpa right there. That's awesome. Bernie Choi says, I have lived with my parents till my mid twenties. However, I had to pay rent and it was kind of them paying me back for all the support they gave me growing up or me paying them back for all the support they gave me growing up. We support them when they get older. Yeah, that is awesome. That's a burden lifted off your parents too, of like, yeah, look at all the support they've given you for, you know, 18 years. And now you're still in the same position of living with them, but you get to give them a little bit of a boost now that you've grown up a little bit. 100%. Um, let's see. Tyler Schilling says, 
Hey, Amma, love your show. I'm not sure if you have seen the new trailer of Snow White and the Evil Queen from Benke. If you have, what is your take? I have. I think it's awesome. I literally um, immediately saw it and I sent it to uh, Taylor and Sabrina and I was like, they're killing it. This is so genius for them to put this out. And I hope they put it out at around the same time that Disney does their version, I think, just from a marketing standpoint, since we've been talking about that so much during this show, that it's genius. It's genius. So I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see Brett star in it. And uh, yeah, I saw her live where she was talking about how she's doing the singing and taking all these classes. And y'all know I love musical theater. So I'm very excited to watch the film. Yeah, I have no idea how they got the intellectual property rights to make uh, Snow White. Maybe it's like public domain now after so many mm. years. But uh that is so cool that they'd be able to make that. And it, it's really cool that they're taking this swing and they, they made their announcement about this new platform, uh, this new venture on the 100 year anniversary of the launch of, of Disney. And they're trying to kind of position themselves as Disney as it ought to be for this century. Yeah. Uh, so I wish them all the best. And, and I think uh, some really exciting things are ahead. So it's a it's a. Nice to have a glimmer of hope in mm -hmm. the hellscape that has been Hollywood for the last uh, several years. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Callum Francis says, or Francis says, keep up the great work, guys. Truth is the most valuable thing in the world. Thank you for your service. Thank Plus, you. Pamela, you're gorgeous. And your fiance can do one. My fiance? <laughs> Wait, who? Is there news? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a fiance at the moment. I do have a boyfriend. So I don't know exactly what that statement meant. I don't know what it means either. But I'll pass it on. That's we can do one. Yeah. <laughs> just, just pass on the word. Uh, um, let's see. Celtic Blacksmith again says, as an amosexual, my pronouns are pew pew and my adjectives are sexy and brilliant. Oh, goodness. Wow. Um, well, <laughs> let's see how the pronoun community takes that one. Share that with them and see how adherent they are. Hey, this is a safe, affirming space for you on International Pronoun mm, Day. Okay, of so course. you're accepted here. <laughs> I mean, Pew is accepted here. Mm, brilliant. Um, let's see. Bernie Choi says on International Pronoun Day, please only call me Amala slash Taylor supporter <laughs> and not a he him. Thanks. <laughs> Love that. I love that you guys are getting super creative uh, with your your neo pronouns. We got a lot of neo pronouns in the chat. Mm -hmm. uh, Cheesecake bro again says, bro, if you have 300 pairs of sneakers and you take three hours to get ready, you might be G-A-Y. <laughs> LOL. Yes. Even if you're dating Taylor Swift, 100 percent delusional. I think it's just a little I think it's a little feminine. You know what? Men can be feminine. Maybe that's metro, what he's dealing that what with. Call it? Metro. <laughs> it, that is a metro statement if I ever heard one. Yes. Hmm. One more from uh, Alex says, Taylor, which 304 would you rather date if you weren't married? That oyster 304 girl or that delusional <laughs> non-binary mom? And you got to choose one. Oh, oh you got to choose one. I, my wife's watching. So first of all, <laughs> second of all, I would choose to identify as asexual. Uh, I'm choosing Oyster Girl, 100% <laughs> choosing Oyster Girl out of the two of them. I'd rather uh, have kids that eat 48 oysters oh, than, than they them uh, that are confused about their gender and suffering. So Yeesh. I'll choose Oyster Girl. Mm, I might identify as Pew Pew after that. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Irritated Circus says, what's your opinion on the pansexual slash she they epidemic? I swear, anytime I look at an Instagram profile, it says one of those. Uh, I'm gay myself and think it would be the weirdest thing to put that in my bio. You know what? Uh, to each their own. New things are going to be new things, I guess. Pansexual just means you care about people's personalities, so you don't take their gender into account, apparently. Uh, and I don't know. I think people are doing it because it makes them unique. And maybe the grasp of understanding on gender is not the greatest. That's what I think it is. And it's always... It's always women for the most part, I feel like, who are doing that. Yeah, those are my thoughts. <laughs> I'm not going to say too much more. You do like uh, psychological profiling on all these, like the Venn diagram of, of narcissism, women, gender confused. It's yeah. Just, seems it's, to overlap on some of those. It's like, uh, it's like the bisexual girls who exclusively date guys, but just like make out <laughs> with girls at bars. I could do a whole video on that. <laughs> yeah, we should. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hector Aldana says, OMG, Amal and Taylor, I love watching your videos. Today is my birthday, and I just wanted to say hello. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. Hope you're having a and good day. Yeah, thank you. It is our privilege to accept your money on your, on birthday. your birthday. Yes. <laughs> that is our gift to you. I'm just yes. kidding. But <sighs> awesome that you're here. Shout out to Hector. Have a great birthday. Uh, let's see. Uh, Fresh Start says, hey, guys, been making most of the lives lately, which awesome. is awesome. Not much to say today, but love the show as always. Somehow you guys always discuss the topics I have been interested in lately. Hey, oh, good. that means we got our finger on the pulse, guys. We know what's going on out there. <laughs> we try. Thank you for watching. Uh, Hazy Kuribo says, not the best way to say no, but I once lied to a guy and said I had a girlfriend, so he'd stop hitting on me. And his response was, that's OK, I can share. Oh my gosh. It has like the crying, smiling face emoji. This is the worst. <laughs> this is the worst. There are so many things that we, we come up with. You can go, uh, actually, I'm 17. And they still don't leave you alone. You can go, actually, I'm a lesbian. I'll literally be out with my best friend Reese and be like, oh my, this is my girlfriend. Sometimes we'll even wear rings on our wedding finger and just be like, married. Sorry. Still, they, they just go, oh, well, I don't believe you, which I'm lying, so you shouldn't. But <laughs> <laughs> they just go, I don't believe you. Or you go, you go, I have a boyfriend, right? And they go, oh, what's your boyfriend? Don't let you have friends. Oh, you can't have friends. No, no, I can't. My boyfriend doesn't allow me to have any friends. That's what the answer is. And they still don't leave you alone. Crazy. So it's kind of hard, ladies. Sometimes... You don't know which route to take, and you never know. It's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> it's rough out there. Can't relate. Can't, uh, can't relate. Cheesecake, bro, <laughs> again. You mean women like don't tell you that your wife won't let you have friends? You mean that doesn't happen to you, Taylor? <laughs> uh, not that I can recall. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> great. Uh, Alex says, I can tell that Oyster Girl is fat. She pulled off 48 oysters on a random Tuesday. Get that girl in a, a gym membership for Christmas. That Asian girl, though, hard eyes. See, well, now you make me want to test this theory. I feel like you could eat 48 oysters every Tuesday and not be fat. I just feel like, what is the fat content of an oyster? Yeah, it's that, uh, what's that called? The the intermittent fasting diet. You just right. binge on a bunch of protein yeah, in, right. at, on Tuesday night and I need, maybe don't eat. 
Is there is there a nutritionist in the chat? Yeah. Drop it down below. Would Help you be fat out. eating 48 oysters every Tuesday? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously it's going to depend on what else you eat and how much of it. But right, right. Alas. Normal normal diet, normal caloric intake plus 48 oysters every Tuesday. Let me know down below, nutritionist. Nix <laughs> uh, Montoya says, this is my first super chat, but I needed to vouch for the horror slash creepy costume girlies. Oh, I didn't oh, yeah. think Did about you leave that. that as an option. No, I didn't leave that as an option. I bet there's a few of you out there. I bet it's I would bet it would be the smallest of the four categories, though. So we have funny costume girls, cute costume girls, slutty costume girls and horror slash gore costume girls. I feel like the horror ones make up the smallest percentage. But let me know in the chat down below if you are a horror girl. Yes. Horror. Horror. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. okay. Nasima says, I wanted to dress up as a stormtrooper or master chief for Halloween, but my boyfriend thinks it's too cringe. Wait, dress up as what? A storm, you don't know, uh, Star Wars, stormtroopers, like the things. guys in the white armor. Those are the white yeah. things. Yeah. But and your boyfriend. Master Chief is from Halo, which I've wanted to be forever for Halloween. I literally told my wife that the other day, but I'm like, I'm a grown man. Like, if I invest in an elaborate, like suit of armor for Halloween, just to like show up to my family's <laughs> Halloween party. That's a little bit too much. I it think. just sounds so. expensive. It just sounds expensive. I'm all for it. I'm like, girl, if that's what you want to dress up as, your boyfriend needs to be supportive and let you do whatever you want on Halloween because Halloween's just like, you know, a fun time. But it just sounds expensive. Yeah, and this thing. is maybe another category is like nerdy or, you know, I don't know what, what the right term is, but like the, the sort of cosplay world, like that's not really fits into any of the other categories Gosh. either. But I think it's awesome if, if my wife was like, Hey, I want to be master chief. I'd be like, Heck yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Let's be master chief couple. I wasn't thorough but, in my categories, guys. We forgot to put yeah. the nerd slash cosplay uh, category. Which by the way, my wife is a different Britney Spears every year. She's like the biggest Britney Spears fan ever. So this year, I think, is Hit Me Baby One More Time, Brittany. Nice. Um, but it leaves me hanging because, like, we can't do couples costumes now. Like, I'm not going to be Justin Timberlake, especially given this week's given news. Given the news. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, oh, I just have to come up with something else that doesn't really play hilarious. off of hers. And, yeah, it's tough. Uh, given current <laughs> events, we can't be JT anymore. <clears throat> can buy a pack of ramen noodles and make a wig out of it. Yeah. <laughs> going to be May. Uh, Cobra Sten says, I'm glad I caught you guys live. I live in Hungary where we have only one unisex pronoun. So guess so I guess just learn Hungarian. Uh, there you go. That'll solve a lot Use of our problems. Genderless languages. Problem solved. Yeah, you know, like in uh Spanish and Portuguese, you have masculine and feminine adjectives for everything. It's gotta be a nightmare these days to try to like describe things. Right. <laughs> Luckily in French, they're just like, no, we're not gonna do it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I mean, they have it like beau and belle and like, I don't know. It, there's, it's definitely a factor, but yeah, I am glad that at least in English, we don't, we don't uh, differentiate, uh, but it's confusing enough. Azimuth South says, beautiful Amala, you restored my faith in women from United States and thank you for your content. You are amazing. You know, I'm de-radicalizing passport bros every day on this stream. Uh, and for that, I'm truly grateful. <laughs> uh fresh growth or fresh start says i work in accounting where degrees are idolized for some reason tons of my coworkers do have degrees 
and are or do not have degrees and are considerably smarter than those with degrees. Hmm. I don't know about the accounting world. You know, it's funny because there's this joke on the internet where uh, strippers and sex workers, they say that they're accountants. So that's the only knowledge that I have of <laughs> uh, what accounting looks like outside of actually having an accountant. So Ben Affleck you was an assassin who you identified as an accountant in that one movie. What? So. In what? In what movie? <laughs> there's a movie called The Accountant and it's Ben Affleck, but he's like actually an assassin. Never so. seen it. I can't watch Ben Affleck films anymore because uh, of his attitude that he has out in the real world. It ruins the movies for me. <laughs> it really does. I don't know what it is about him in particular, but ruins it. We keep seeing this Dunkin' Donuts ad he did with Ice Spice. Have you seen that? No. It keeps popping up when we're watching like Hulu or whatever, and it's really cringe. The but, only time I see yeah, Ben he's Affleck. Got the back tattoo. Only time I see him is when he's arguing with Jennifer Lopez. And all those like in every single paparazzi photo, they look miserable. <laughs> or when he freaks out on Sam Harris on the Bill Maher show. Oh gosh, that was horrible. That debate that was cringe. Cringy. Anyway, Anyways. shout out to Vanessa, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, Anisha Ramadine says, "Missed the show again, but I wanted to let you guys know I think you are doing amazing work. You are doing what the crazy internet needs right now, offering a healthy, balanced perspective." Oh. Greetings from the Netherlands. Thank you so much. We really, we really do try. And greetings from Los Angeles and Nashville. <laughs> yes, greetings. greetings and thank you. That means and a lot. Salutations. Um, an autistic reader says, I have a bachelor's degree in HR management. Can't get a job. No job experience in HR. So applications are not considered. Dude. Or I'm overexperienced with the degree. That is very annoying. I don't know. I don't know. Sounds like a struggle out there for you guys. I don't know how all that works or what you got to do, but. That's tough. Yeah, that's tough. It's like not underqualified for some jobs, overqualified for others. You got to find that sweet spot. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's tough out there. Um, Mandy Tart says, I worked a full-time job and attended a four-year college. I just made my class schedule around my job. Yeah, ditto. Um, I graduated on time with a decent GPA. Yep. I did the same thing. Don't let them tell you it ain't possible because you Mm -hmm. can. You just got to might have to pull some strings, though does take some work. Uh, Rhiannon Pasquale says, Amala, I love your content. My relationships and outlook on life suffered while I was on the left. Losing that political label has restored my freedom of thought and you were the catalyst. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. We are pushing label, labellessness, I guess, now on on this show and sort of stepping away and analyzing yourself as, as your own person and seeing where you lie on each issue. So I just greatly appreciate that that resonated with you. That's awesome. Just when you said labellessness, I was like, just picture like a mason jar with no label on it. And that's like your, put that on a t-shirt. Our emblem. <laughs> uh, Queen Eileen says actually made it on time for a live i love y'all for keeping this old lady up to date on what's going on oh we we love to keep you up to date so thank you alexander gray says finally able to catch a live chat since i started a new job question taylor who are you going for on this year's halloween baking championship wow (laughs) wow that's a deep cut yeah so i just started the uh the season this past week and uh I can't remember their names yet. I haven't learned them, but but the guy who won the first couple of challenges seems like a good dude, family man. So I've kind of been kind of been rooting for him. I wish I remembered his name, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's tough. The, I, the show's gotten long. I mean, sorry, going on a tangent, but like it's like over an hour and and like 
10, 20 minutes per episode now and it takes forever. I'm like, just show me the, the things they create and the judges and all that. I don't need to see the whole process. There's a lot of it's really fluff. Really drawn out. A lot of fluff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the um, the Muse singing competition shows where they're like, here's the person. But before they sing, let's go hear their entire life story and give mm-hmm. you the sob, you know, make you cry first. It's like, okay, wow, geez. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's see. Christina Shackelford says, I also love musical theater. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm just catching the end here, but I'll go back and watch it. One of my fave shows is Come From Away. Come From Away. I got to be honest, I was not a huge fan of that musical. Not not to, you know, dog on it or anything like that, but it was not one of my faves listening to it. I don't know why. Maybe it's the style of music in that musical that I was just not not too into. But it was a smash hit. Like, it was nominated for... Uh, a few Tonys, I think, the year that it came out. So you're you're clearly in good company. People like it. I'm out of my depth on that one, but sounds cool, guys. <laughs> uh, Alexander Gray says, Amala, hit up Daily Wire and get a based live-action Princess and the Frog Maid. <laughs> that would be so funny if they if that's the next thing that they do or something like that. They start doing all the all the diverse uh disney princesses who knows <laughs> who knows what'll happen down the line uh i'm always open to do anything like musical so we shall see and in fact tomorrow's episode is about frozen and uh i'll be i'll be singing at the beginning of that episode <laughs> a remade frozen good, song it's gonna be good don't miss tomorrow's <laughs> video but yeah, I, I told Amala, like, I'm like, it's only a matter of time before you're cast in something like that. It's, it's <laughs> going to happen. I can see it. Uh, let's see. Grace Bumpus says, hey, Amala, nothing frustrates me more than when people expect others to get their made up pronouns correct when I can't even get people to stop petting or calling my seeing eye dog. See, there's a ton of things that, you know, it's tough for people to get used to and it's not going to be the easiest thing, but you can't like blame the people for not being used to it, except with the service dog thing. If your service dog clearly has like a vest on and everything, I don't know what people are doing going up and reaching at service dogs. Uh, Autistic reader says 48 oysters is 1400 calories and 88 grams of fat. It's not that bad. Less, less than I thought. That's less than like one of those Baskin Robbins large shakes that they, every once in a while that goes viral on Twitter. Everyone's like, oh, my God, it's yeah. 2,000 calories in one large shake. I yeah. feel like it's not that bad. 1,400 calories for some oysters? Yeah. For 48? How many grams of protein? Yeah, a ton. Yeah, probably be good for you. <laughs> uh, Danny Taronis again says, hello, uh, OMG, the 48 oyster lady cracked me up. I would also leave she and the Cheesecake Factory lady should get together. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. They get together uh, at the Cheesecake Factory to have dinner or something like that, or at the Oyster Bar, if that meets the Cheesecake Factory woman standards. <laughs> yeah, greatest crossover, like DC Marvel crossover. Get yep. out of here. We want to see Oyster Lady, Cheesecake Lady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Karina Martinez says, not me making my costume while listening to this. Lol, what category does a giant mm. cotton candy costume land in? Funny. I think that lands in the funny category. Depends like on the, how much cotton candy there is uh, covering you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is a giant. Slutty cotton candy. <laughs> Just yeah. like uh, the, the slutty pumpkin from How I Met Your Mother. I, I love that episode. Um, yeah, it depends. I'm going to go with funny. It's like the girls who like tie a bunch of balloons to their bodies and they're like giant grapes and stuff. I think that's funny category, technically. That sounds like an accident waiting to happen. Like just <laughs> pop, pop, pop. <laughs> Uh, 
Cheesecake Bro says, do it, Taylor. Show up as Master Chief. Tell him you're there to finish this fight. Amala dress up as Wonder Woman. Show off them guns. Wonder Woman. I didn't even think about that one. That's an option. That's one we can add to the list. I'd soon I'll narrow it down and let the patrons on Patreon vote. I just need to get the costume. It's already getting about that time, isn't it? Who knows if I can even get a costume in time. It's the 18th. Yeah, my family's Halloween party is this weekend, and I hadn't thought about it till like yesterday so Uh, we're scrambling i think i'm gonna go with pizza guy from home alone (laughs) there you go nice nice and simple you can do uh the jim halpert the three hole punch yeah three hole punch jim (laughs) i was that i was that in one of our skits once um but yeah just there's a there's a narrow swath of like blonde haired guys that i can kind of pick from on every year and depending on what roles they play i'll just follow that around (laughs) Uh, Rush Start says, should I be concerned that people think I'm a sex worker when I say I'm an accountant? You're scaring me, Amal. I've never heard this before. It was a TikTok trend where, like, they asked me what I do, like, something like that. I'm an accountant. And it really means that you're, like, a stripper. I don't think you have to worry about it all too much. Maybe that's more of a Gen Z thing. <laughs> but that's what it immediately made me think of. You guys can confirm if you've ever heard about that trend or that, like, that strippers call themselves accountants in the chat down below. <laughs> Yeah, I, totally you told me about it. I had not heard about it otherwise. Yeah. Uh, Celtic Blacksmith says, Amla, have you ever considered collabing with a gun tuber? Would love to see you shoot Brandon Herrera's AK-50 once it's built. I bet you'd have fun. <gasps> that sounds very dramatic. I don't know about that. I'd be, I'd be down to like do a, like a training of some sort and film that. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe one of these days. No, we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Going to the range. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sugar Cookie, I think this might be our last one unless more are trickling in, um, says, sad that most states require childcare providers need a bachelor's in ECE, early childhood education, just to get paying 13, paid 13 an hour. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's crazy. I think there's like, there's a ton of things like I, I can get in some sense, like regulating the care of children. But if like you're a parent and you want to, you know, you want some a specific person to be taking care of your child. It doesn't make sense that they should have to be regulated in this way. Like, um, <clears throat> I go to a woman who like braids my hair, and in order to just sit and braid my hair, a trade and a skill that she has known since she was a child, just like go to cosmetology school and get a license for this and that, just to have her salon open to braid hair, which. It's just crazy, and you know it's just because the government can like get money from you. I get it if you're like doing like hair dye or like bleaching people's hair using chemical agents on them but to braid hair you have to go and get uh, you know a piece of paper that allows you to do it. it makes no sense to me it's just like oh we've identified a barrier we can place in front of people and we've identified a way we can make money off that barrier so now it's what we're gonna do yeah it's a racket it's a shakedown mm-hmm Make, wakes up the libertarian in you. Just get rid of all these credentials <laughs> right. and all this weird stuff. Uh, chicken, this looks like our last one at the buzzer, says, Taylor, would you consider dre- dressing up as K-Fed to match your wife's Britney Spears costume? K-Fed? You know, oh, Kevin Federline? He was like a deadbeat dancer that she had two kids with back Never in heard of him. the early 2000s. Never heard of him. Never oh my gosh. Him. I always remember they had this commercial. I, whoever it was, it was like the Life Comes At You Fast commercials. And um, they had like Kevin Federline dancing with Britney Spears and being all like in it. And then next thing you know, he's like flipping burgers. It was like a Super Bowl commercial. Mm. He's like flipping burgers in a in a McDonald's or whatever. And it's like life comes at you fast. 
And uh, they Ooh. called him FedEx because he was Britney Spears' uh, ex. Wow. So, no, I wouldn't do it. One, he's not blonde. I don't I didn't look like a me at all. So I'd have to like really get some <laughs> really wig do some and mustache work. going or something. Uh, but two, he's a total loser. Why would you I want to do that? You don't want to be associated. You don't want to be associated with K-Fed yeah. or JT now. Oh, my yeah, gosh. <laughs> well, we'll figure out the Halloween stuff. And uh, yeah. we'll, we'll be in costume on the show that is closest to Halloween. Guys, thank you so much for watching. We appreciate having you here and, you know, entering our conversations on this live stream. Just to let you know, we go live on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. Plus, we post videos for you guys every single day. Tomorrow's video is about frozen, encouraging whiteness. Uh, I'll be singing a little bit of Let It Go, but a new a new take on <laughs> the very famous song. And I can't wait for you guys to see it. If you like this video, like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time we post a video for you guys, which is every single day. And with that, I will see you tomorrow.